You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 138, Common Bedroom Feng Shui Mistakes. Welcome to episode 138 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. So welcome everyone. You know, we were inspired to do this episode because we just finished a free webinar. So if you were on our list, you got invited to a free webinar. What did- Yeah, it's called uh, Feng Shui Your Bedroom, Colors, Crystals, and Plants. We hope you went to that and we were inspired to share more about the bedroom because it's so important when it comes to Feng Shui. And if you did miss it and you're, you're a newbie or you're not on our list, make sure you get on our list because we'll make sure that our team puts it on our next newsletter, right? A link mm-hmm. to the, the recording of that workshop that we did. The free, it's, yeah. And it's totally free. Yeah, it's totally free and good content. Um, and it works well with this podcast that we're going to talk about today, which is feng shui do's and don'ts for the bedroom mistakes. We're not going to, but we're not going to scare anyone. We're going to make it all as we usually do. We, we never want to scare you guys. So we always give you the straight goods and we keep it super accessible. So when we say mistakes, we mean things that maybe you want to avoid. We'll take it. I'll be a little bit later on that. And so we just said, we'll do them as do's and don'ts and give them a spin that is always um, something you can work with. Cause we don't want to ever make you guys feel like you can't figure this out because you can, it's either a pretty straightforward fix, which we're going to talk about today. Or if you're in doubt, you know, again, work with a consultant, work with a qualified consultant, and you can go to our website and find all of our, um, our grads and our consultants there too, if you want to work with someone. So, so Angie, we'll go back and forth on this, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to start? Sure. Okay. So the first do or don't of the bedroom is do place your bed in the commanding position. So we were going through and I actually realized that we, we talk about this a lot, uh, but we actually don't have a podcast just on it. I mean, we do. I think it's no, quite we, we a while do. ago. Yeah, it's, it's from a like while one ago. Of before the first me. Podcast. It's pre pre Laura. Pre Laura. Okay. So then it's not good. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's, it's there. We, we're actually re, we're redoing all the intros for our older episodes, so it may or may not be available at the time that you're listening to this. But be sure to look and we. But we talk about this a lot, so. Uh, we'll be sure to maybe highlight it again in a future episode. Yeah. So let's go over it. So again, it's a concept that is really simple and seems kind of like, duh, you know, no kidding, but you would be surprised how often people have their bedroom set in a way that they, when they're lying in bed, trying to relax, trying to recuperate, trying to rest that they, if they were lying in bed, they can't see the main entry or the door to their bedroom. And so being able to see that door is called the command or commanding position. And it gives you a sense of ease. Even if you don't 
like feel it right away. It trust us. It's there. It is this deep sense of, you know, ease control. You can see what's coming. And, you know, if you aren't in this position, it's actually a nice exercise to see if you can shift it. Cause it's such a simple fix. We're going to talk about it that it might be nice to see what shifts in your life because, you know, when you're not in command, things like you can be a little bit more anxious, things just keep coming up, you know, the same kind of recurring problems that you can't seem to get ahead of, or you're missing stuff. Like you're always like one step behind knowing, you know, the next, you know, these opportunities that come your way. So, you know, this is something that is a foundational concept in feng shui that is really about will help you protect yourself and you know make you feel more secure in your space so if your bed is not in command first thing is best thing to do is move it if you can move your bed move your bed sometimes people say they can't move it or it's whether we've said this before can you move it or you don't want to move it you're going to have to figure that out but if you can move it we recommend you do that if you aren't able to move your bed you can place a mirror in your bedroom that allows you to reflect the door. So essentially you're lying in bed, you would put a mirror somewhere. It doesn't have to be a big mirror. It can be a small convex mirror, something that captures the image of the door itself. And it 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 moves the door into command. So, cause now you can see that reflection, therefore you can see the door. So, you know, you can use a mirror to do that. However, it is always best if you can, and the space allows it, you know, try to move your bed, see how that feels. Yep. Now the second thing is don't have your feet pointing out the bedroom door. Now this is actually connected and a part of the commanding position. You want to be able to see the door, but not be directly in line with the door, right? So when you're directly in line with the door, another way to describe it is your feet are pointing straight out the door and you may have heard it called quote unquote, a coffin position. So I used to not use that term, but I just because people understand it better and it gives a little visual, I am using it at this time, but it does have like a negative con connotation. But uh, in any case, part of the commanding position. So you don't want to have your body right in line with the door because then you will have the energy or the chi coming straight at you and it can be disruptive. It can affect all of the things that Laura talked about with the commanding position because it's a part of the commanding position. So it's totally understandable if your home is set up in such a way that this is not, it's not possible for you to not have your bed, your feet pointing out the bedroom door. And if you can, you should always first move your bed. And if that's not possible, it's not, it's also not a good idea to, well, maybe it is for you and your partner to only sleep on one side of the bed away from the door. That's, that would be funny, but first you want to move the bed. And if that's not possible, you can also set up a feng shui crystal ball halfway between where your feet are when they point out the door out towards the door and the door. So halfway between the edge of the bed, where your feet are and the door. And just to be a little bit more clear, you actually hang a feng shui crystal ball, which is a faceted crystal ball. It's not um, like a quartz crystal, but it's made of glass, like crystal glass. And you should have something that's at least 40 millimeters in diameter, not like a little dinky one. And if possible, you want to buy a higher quality crystal because it's more refractive. It's more, it has more clarity. 
Because if you get like a really cheap $5 one, then it's usually just glass and it's not as refractive and it doesn't work as well energetically as crystals do, right? And then you want to hang it from the ceiling generally. That's the simplest way to explain it if you're unless you're working with the consultant. Hang it from the ceiling down halfway between the um, bed, your feet, and the door. And I know this should go out, go without saying, but don't set it up so that you hit it when the door opens and closes. You want to have it clear the door. So generally, we recommend it be like maybe nine inches or 18 inches down from the ceiling, but it depends on how high your ceilings are. So use your judgment, but it should be around the height of the door. You can also just align it with the top of your door. Good. Next one. Oh, and a little plug. Oh, we'll do two plugs. Mm. One plug is that we sell those at the Holistic Spaces store, uh, the feng shui crystal balls. And the second little plug is that we wanted to remind you that our certification program, if you really, if this stuff really intrigues Mm -hmm. you and you're really into feng shui and you want to learn all the things, then check out our courses and certifications at mindfuldesignschool.com. Yep. And we actually have an info session happening in a couple of days for those of you listening to it today, you know, go on there and you'll see, go to our website. Okay. So next one is don't make it harder for your partner or your potential partner. If you're not partnered up yet and you want to bring someone in. And what we mean by don't make it harder is take a look and is your bed either pushed up against a wall or very close to a wall. You would be surprised again, how often we see this, especially for people that are single. They are optimizing space and we get that and they will push it up against a wall to make, so they have more space in their, in their bedroom. Now, not saying this is a bad thing. You can live with this. This is, if that is what you want to do, but we're just going to talk to you a little bit about what that means from a feng shui standpoint. So if the left or the right side of the bed, so it depends, is up against that wall, this can create imbalances in because one side is yin, one side is yang or, you know, masculine or feminine energies. So, you know, think about that. Are you limiting yourself in that way? Also, it means that your partner or potential partner has a lot of trouble getting into bed. Like you're making it more difficult than it needs to be for that partner to get into the bed. So give that some thought, especially if you're single and you're actively looking for a partner and your bed is in this position, maybe you want to ask yourself why that is. Because what it means is you're really not inviting it or opening it up for someone to easily get in that other side. So if possible, you know, if you have the room, move it away, you know, adjust your space, create some space between the wall and the bed. Um, Or, you know, if you've got a really big bed, maybe you've got a king bed in a room that's just not really meant for that. And you and your partner are like squeezing in and, or one of you doesn't even get its own own side. Maybe you need to give that some thought too. So find a bed, a bed that fits the room better. But if you have the space um, and this resonates with you, especially if you're single and you've got that, you know, and you, you know who you are out there and you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. See what happens when you pull it out and set the intention to really invite that space for someone else and open it up for them. Yeah, that said, coming from a New York City perspective. And by the way, I think Laura could probably Laura and I could probably do a whole episode on this, um, talking about the different ways that this affects you and what we've seen. If uh, you know, I've been to lots of New York City apartments where they're they're even if you do have a smaller bed, like a full-size bed, 
there's just no room. And so you do the best you can with what you have. And, you know, a, a consultant can work with your specific situation to see how to creatively work this out. But what you don't want to do if you're looking for a partner is get a single bed because then I think it speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. You'll be there's no room for no part for a partner. So again, it's about don't make it harder for your partner or potential partner. So if two of you are sleeping in a twin bed, that's pretty difficult. If you're in a t- twin bed on your own, that's pretty difficult to invite a partner. So so it's there's a lot of things to balance out in this situation. You know, having said the other side, if you don't want to, if you want to just focus on yourself and you really don't, then you're good. Like, you know, you know, I mean, yes, there's something to be said for having the chi being able to flow around from both those yin and those yang sides of the bed. But, you know, um, if you're really focused on yourself, then, but if you're looking for a partner, give it some thought, you know, take a look at what you got going on. But actually, I think if you're looking for, if you're not looking for a partner, maybe switch to the twin bed and have the open space. Because I think that over time, if you sleep with, there is something to like the yin and yang side of your body. And if it's up against the wall for like 50 years mm-hmm. or 20 years or 10 years, actually, it can affect your masculine or feminine sides. However, it depends on the person. All right, let's move on. The next one is do give yourself the support you need. And what we mean by that is a headboard. So a solid headboard and a headboard in general, like a real headboard that is fastened to your bed is really a feng shui do because it gives you support. It gives you support and also provides support for you and your partner or your potential partner, your future partner. And it's so funny how I have a, one of my good friends who's been on the podcast a few times, Katie Dalbout, she texted me the other day and she's like, guess what? I finally got a headboard. (laughs) And, but that's like, that's code for I'm finally, finally ready to support myself and also support what's needed so I can find a supportive partner in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I can't wait to hear about that. I think I'll be on her podcast soon to talk about it, but, um, But that's a big one. So, and people love to come up with their excuses for that. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. You'll get it when you're ready. Yeah. And there's like, there's lots of flexibility on what that headboard can be like, but it does have, it's best if it's really just fast and securely. I think that's the most important thing. So yeah, find something that works for you. There's lots of flexibility there in terms of what it can look like. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. The last one we're going to talk about today is it was a don't. And then I didn't like the way. So then, so it would be either don't have a big mirror facing your bed, but instead I'm going to reword it for do consider whether it's very long, whether a big mirror facing the bed works for you. So I don't want to say that the reason is, is that it's kind of a nuanced thing. So we get this question a lot And it's because not all schools of feng shui feel the same about a bedroom, a mirror in the bed room, like in the bedroom at a whole, especially, you know, not, not all schools of feng shui agree on whether or not that mirror should face the bed and whether or not that's a problem or not. So, you know, in, in black sect and BTB feng shui, we use mirrors, as you heard, to place your bed in command. But, you know, there's a lot of nuances on how you can use that. It can be a small convex mirror. It can be, you know, a mirror that's kind of out of the way. 
it doesn't have to be a big floor length mirror, but even if it is a big floor length mirror, sometimes that, that works and it's not disruptive for you. So this is where everybody's chi is a little bit different and everybody's um, sleeping situation and how they sleep and their comfort level is different. So you need to, so when we're, when I'm working with clients with this situation, first question is how do you sleep? Do you wake up frequently in the night and do you have problems? And if that's the case, then, you know, I would recommend that the mirror facing the bed would be something that you would move because it, it is possibly disrupting you. There's other people that sleep like a log and they don't care. And it's, you know, so then we would, you know, use that a bigger mirror to put yourself into command or, you know, however we're doing it in a design situation. So I think, um, yes, sometimes it can be disruptive if there's problems sleeping, but you have to do what feels best for you. We also see those mirrored closet doors and those are intense because that's a lot, those are big mirrors. And if you don't like those, there's lots of solutions you can do, but you know, frosted, that removable frosting film on either at least a portion of it could, could help, especially where you're really close to it for the reflection to diminish the reflection. Yeah. And I would also say if you've done a lot of, random internet searching, reading on the internet about feng shui and then have gotten paranoid about the mirror mm -hmm. in the bedroom, it's a very clear answer. The mm -hmm. answer is that you've created your own negative energy around it. So just keep it really simple. Don't make it into a big drama, remove it. But you know, also it's about considering what you're doing the best you can with what you have. So remove it if you're uncomfortable with it. If it's hasn't bothered you ever, then leave it. And, yep. and if you are uncomfortable with it and you don't know what to do and you can't move it, then you can cover you it and fix it. Yeah. Cover, you can it, cover with, it. Yep. Yeah. So we just don't want to make it into, it doesn't need to be a no. bigger negative issue than it needs no. to be. Exactly. Yeah. So ask yourself some questions about how you're sleeping. Um, when you wake up where it is exactly, every situation is different. And then if you need to cover it, cover it to try that out for like nine nights and see how it feels. But as Angie said, you know, generally when you, if you send an email about something, let's say to some, you know, or you're, you know, sending a comment somewhere on our Instagram and you're bringing up about something, then it's pretty clear that that is not, that's disruptive for you. So you've already got that in your head. And so you can either work to sort of let that go if you feel like you can, you know, take some, you know, do some breathing and know that we've said it's fine and then breathe through it. But if that's not enough, then you absolutely, you know, do what feels best for you and remove that mirror and see how it feels. So, yes. Yeah. And that's, that's our five, five feng shui do's and don'ts for the bedroom, a lot around beds and stuff too. Yeah. So so yeah, and um, if you are interested in learning more about the bedroom, be sure to get on our mailing list because we will share again that free workshop we did about how to apply feng shui to your bedroom. Mm -hmm. What was it called again? I always forget. Feng shui your bedroom, colors, crystals, and plants. Feng shui your bedroom. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can listen every Monday for a new episode. And then the next episode is an Ask Angie and Laura. So we hope you'll check it out and be sure you're on our mailing list so you can submit questions for Ask Angie and Laura. 
And if you like our podcast, please share it with others. And if you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, you can visit our website at mindfuldesignschool.com. We have a certification class coming up, a 100-hour, six-month feng shui consultant certification. And we have some monthly workshops as well. So we hope we'll see you at one. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.